You find your way out through the back of your hiding place and head through another veil to the east. This time, when you cross over, the air becomes incredibly dry and only a small remnant of the previously existing area of the city exists. Buildings are worn down as if sandblasted. Small dunes pile up in areas where the sand can travel no farther. In the center of what is just frames and rubble is a pristine-looking fountain. It is plain-looking by anyone's standards. The water has long gone dry, but the fountain itself looks as though someone continues to care for it. The veil seems to shimmer at the bottom of the empty fountain. On the far side of the square sits four orcs in protective gear and a pitch black knoll with white ears and a face covering. I think we've lost them for now. Yes, they don't appear to have been able to follow. We're somewhere new again. This quarter has seen better days. The air is so dry. Is there there people over there? And then Varus turns into a barrel. Uh, 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 What? Uh, The cenotaph crawls under the barrel. Uh, I hope this isn't permanent. The cenotaph begins to make his way towards the pristine fountain. He recognizes what this is for. He manages to get most of the way there undiscovered, but as he gets to the edge of the fountain, Varys returns to her form. What just happened? Oh god, where are we? You were a barrel. Also, um, get ready for a fight. Oh dear, they don't look happy. No. Get up on the fountain. Okay. Varys, like, scrambles up onto the fountain. The cenotaph puts his hands out in front of him, and ghostly afterimages start to appear as he moves them around. And then, ghostly tentacles burst from the ground, grabbing the orcs and gnolls as the cenotaph casts arms of Hadar. Quickly, there should be a switch. Okay, and Varys looks around for the switch, finds it, and... As you press the switch, grates open on the side, and slowly the base of the fountain starts to turn into a stairway. Run! Okay, and Ferris runs down the stairs. The cenotaph follows, hitting another switch as he gets under the fountain, and the top seals back up. Ferris kind of looks up at where the stairs have gone back into the ceiling, and just like, Did you always do the thing with the tentacles? Yes, it... uh, Oh, no. Are you okay? They're not returning to me. Your your people? Your your ghosts? They're not... It's like the spell ripped them out of me. Here, let's... There's a little cubby over here. Let's go over here and wait a minute. Maybe maybe they'll come back. Yeah, let's... Let's do that. I've, I've never been a barrel before. This must be more of... The way the Raquel is affecting my magic. I I didn't even feel myself do that. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't that usually happen as a side effect when you're actually casting spells? Generally, and then I'm at least expecting it. Oh, great. Looks like we have more surprises to look forward to. Indeed. Oh, speaking of surprises, I'm getting another vision now. Okay, what do you see? It's uh, Teddy. He uh, he caught Sizel sneaking into his room, and now Teddy's telling him how to pick up girls and giving him life lessons. Of course. The first time Teddy manages to actually catch that sneak doing anything, he tries to give him a pep talk about girls. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, well, it's the next day, and they're having breakfast with the hags, and they're eating frog legs, and Meep isn't there. How big are those frog legs? They're rather small, and there's a lot of them. Oh, there's a leather there. He's gone after Rudder. Ah, that figures. 
I wonder what he wants with our dear turtle friend. I don't know who I pity more. Yags, <laughs> <laughs> they've given the party potions for after things get weird, and that they just make everything better again. Okay, that sounds suspicious. So the, the eye that the hags gave them, it is called the event, and it has the, the power to summon memories of an object or a place. Interesting. Teddy, Teddy, Teddy has touched his ring, and everything has just changed, and Teddy's clean-shaven, it actually looks a little put together, and is standing in an inn. This doesn't sound like the Teddy we know. No. It's... it's his wedding. He's married? To a high elf. She's beautiful. I don't know how he did that. I mean, Teddy has a certain sort of charm, I suppose. Oh, we're uh, back in the room now, and everyone that was there has seen the memory. Teddy's mortified. Strange. Now, so, Solandra is sharing a memory now to make him feel better. Hmm, how considerate. So, now we're deep in the ocean, and we're surrounded by colorful corals, and they're before a man who is all white. And he makes a mark on her forehead. Perhaps a high priest. And perhaps, and then there's lightning, and it suddenly struck Salandra on that mark, and she's she's dead. Salandra's dead? Wait, this is her memory? This is a memory. Her father, her father resurrected her. She was killed. This must be her god that she speaks of. An interesting god. Though, I suppose I can't throw stones when it comes to people dying on my behalf. Oh, we're in Cade's memory now. It's we're at the school, and there are some kids nearby that are being bullied, and he, he tries to stop them, and he's absolutely pulverized. He says that this is why he gave up adventuring and instead writes about them. Poor child. Speaking of children, Sizel's a child now, and he's running down the dark alleyway from armed guards, and he's hit at that end, and he's holding jewels and food. And the guards to move in to attack him, and his eyes have gone black, and darkness pours out from him. Intriguing. Sizel has hidden depths, it seems. But it's good to see the party bonding. It's good. They'll fight better together if they have a bond. I hope so. Now, they're out in the swamp again, and they're searching for the bad mothers, and... They've come across some children that are dancing and singing. Alarming. They've... As soon as they see the party, they just disappear into the ground. See, alarming. <laughs> Children in general are alarming. They've, now they're, they're in a cave, and it leads to a dead end. And there's a sign, and it says, If you can read this sign, you're far too big. If you want to find a door, get a little swig. And there's a trough with liquid and shot glasses on the side. Oh, so Teddy's happy place. <laughs> Well, Teddy and Sizel are the ones who take the drink, and Teddy... Teddy's inside the shot glass now. A tiny Teddy. Hmm. That sounds fun, I suppose. <laughs> I, I hope so, because I'm not getting anything more right now. Hmm. Well, hopefully Teddy doesn't meet his end in a shot glass. He might like that, though. It would be fitting. <laughs> you feeling any better as your people come back? No. No, I am... We need to move. Okay, let's go.
helping them. Yeah, me too. Uh, so Salandra and Kate are still huge? Yeah. Or well, still normal size? Yeah. Kate has not advanced yet. Yeah. Um, do we hear anything outside after they've gone in? I assume that we didn't even see Sizel. He just turned sideways and entered another dimension. <laughs> you pretty much, yeah. Like <laughs> Sizel lives in the Shadow Realm. Yeah. Um, so uh, Solange will turn to Cade. Um, should we follow them? I don't hear anything. Yeah, that could be a bad thing. But I don't think we're ready to just give up and go home, right? Like, forward, onwards. Oh, well, I'm not saying we should leave, but just, just stay behind me, and I'll pull the trident out and kind of open the door and move forward. So, do I do I see that Teddy is stuck beneath the shot glass? That sound is Teddy banging his fist as hard as he can <laughs> on the shot glass. Oh, yeah, you, you guys, you would have seen, like, both of your shot glasses falling. You guys, they didn't fall within... Uh, far from each other. Sizel just like wipes his brow. He's like, that was a close one. Hey. Oh. Oh no. Oh. Teddy's about to get out his hammer and just start banging on the glass. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, Salandra and, and Cade, you guys kind of enter into the darkness and then you see a little bit of light to your left uh, and you see the same thing that they did. You see that sign that says that sign and then below it, the shot glasses and a little trough below. And the sign again says, uh, if you can see, if you can read this sign, you are far too big to find the door. Take a swig. Well, that sounds like Teddy. I'm going to immediately start casting a light and try to get their attention. Okay. Tiny uh, Teddy is also now banging on the shot glass with like, his hammer. Like rapid, rapid little flashes from the floor. Um, I guess, let's see if I can even see that. Yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled an eight. I've got a nineteen on perception. Okay, yeah. So, so you would kind of notice some flashing on the on the floor, uh, Cade. Okay, uh, I'll investigate it, and I guess I see uh, Sizel. Yeah, itty bitty Sizel. And from there, I'll, I'd probably be able to see Teddy too caught under the, the glass. <laughs> yeah, you would. Okay, I'll I'll pick up the glass and, and free him. Kay. Teddy's just gonna bow. <gasps> Gets all the oxygen back. <laughs> and then if you keep looking, he takes out one of his flasks, looks at it, thinks for a second, and then you see him get very, very angry. Like, very angry as he puts it back. Kate'll dip the shot glass, uh, Teddy's shot glass, into the, the trough and take a swing. All right. Roll that dexterity saving throw for me. <laughs> I got a nine. <laughs> uh... Yeah, so um, you don't you don't get uh, trapped underneath it this time. The shot glass like hits close to where you're standing, and actually knocks you backwards. So like it hits the ground and bumps into you. And roll a d6 for damage. I got a one. You got a one. All right. Is is Salandra gonna drink or is she just gonna stand around? <laughs> um. After seeing that, uh, she'll fill a little shot glass. She will sit down on the ground, <laughs> crisscross applesauce, and she'll drink. Okay. Yeah, so um, having sort of planned this a little bit better, you don't have to worry about, about that shot glass falling on you. I was hoping so. <laughs> so yeah, you you all sort of shrink down to about an, an inch tall size, and... 
not too far in front of you, uh, you see a large uh, wooden door um, that leads into the house. Tiny Teddy looks at Tiny Salandra, Tiny Caden, Tiny Sizel, and says, Well, are we ready to go? Thanks for getting the glass off me. You're welcome. I figured you were more helpful along with us than trapped under there. Yeah. <clears throat> I just want everybody to know, I had a deep think for a minute there, and um, because of the way that alcohol works, I don't think I can drink anything at the moment, because I am Tiny Teddy. I don't have any way to process this, so I think we should just move forward and never speak of these five minutes again. Are you embarrassed that you can't drink? Yep. Teddy walks to the door. You might say that finally getting that last drink will be a tall order. But um, chink. Teddy literally says that, and he and he goes to the door. That that was a good one. I'm gonna write that one down for later. Sizel just Sizel just smirks. He's like, every so often I'll come with me. Follows after Teddy. I was gonna say I follow. <laughs> as do I. Okay. So as you guys sort of enter through the through this door, everything in the room looks I mean everything in the room is huge but it looks as though if like the ceiling is if you were regular height the ceiling would only be about three feet tall you guys being an inch tall it is 36 times your height Mm -hmm. so and you kind of you kind of walk in and it looks like it's just been kind of a it, this area was turned in almost into a kid's storage area. There are books lined everywhere. There's like a couple of really small stools. There's kids' bouncy balls, all sorts of junk. But as you as you're kind of taking stock of the area, you can see up this kind of pile of garbage in the far back. Uh, so I guess explain where you guys came in. You came in uh, if you're looking from the top down. You came in from the east the southwest balls and so in the northeast is where the door the the only door that you guys can see is among the rubble and stuff uh and it's again it's almost at that uh almost right at the ceiling so we have to climb the trash mountain you gotta climb the trash mountain all right so we're so teddy looks at trash mountain and looks at everybody else so i guess we gotta climb trash mountain (laughs) Is it like a straight is it like a straight climb or is it like a sloping climb? Oh, it is it is not a straight climb. It is not a sloping climb. It is a challenging climb. Cause Sizel immediately wants to start like like back up, take a running start, and then just, just jump and try and try to parkour this. <laughs> okay. So the first thing that you guys actually see when you walk in, besides that door, uh, is actually kind of like a row of it there is a bunch Dragons. of trash. But it's a row of books that are kind of in front of you. And there is... So there's about 15 books kind of lined up in front of you. And then wedged in between two books is this, like, plastic ball. You know, like, one of those, like, little plastic balls that the the kids throw around and, like, kind of a bouncy ball? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of wedged in between a book, uh, a couple books. And then there's one small, like, leg of a chair that's going up to uh, the first, to the top of the first row of books. And these books are probably, you guys are an inch, so they are about like three and a half inches tall. Uh, And then the next row above that is another three and a half inches above. Uh, And you guys can see 
that there's a rope on the very top of that. Um, and it's a relatively large, uh, pretty thick rope. So that's about seven inches away from you, from where you are right now. Okay, so this stuff is more like stacked on top of each other than thrown in a corner? Yeah. This is some honey I shrunk the party bullshit. I got you. I know what's going on here. What is this? So does the room look like it's normal size? But we're just now tiny and we came through a tiny door in the wall? Pretty much, yeah. It's. I drink the potion the hags gave us. Uh, I did say that the room was... Three feet, right? Only three feet tall, yeah. Where we are right now, right? Oh, shit. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I misunderstood. I thought you said the trash thing was three feet tall. Oh, no. And we're... Oh, okay. Never mind. I take that back. I don't swig no, the potion. No, this feels like... Yeah, this feels like uh, the equivalent of like the, the smuggling cabins on the Millennium Falcon, right? Like they open up the trap door in the floor and there's just like a hole that they throw shit in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's... Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. Okay. We're in like a crawl space. More or less, yeah. Word. You will probably you will probably be hurting real bad if you drank the potion and grew big now. Unless we just someone drinks all four of them and just hulks out, and then we're four <laughs> times as big and it doesn't fucking matter. Um, I nominate Cade. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So Teddy looks at Sizel and like kind of like nods towards like the books and shit. Um, do you have a rope on you? Wriggles through backpack, pulls out. 50 feet of rope. I would Jeez. not go anywhere without rope. Smart adventurer. I hope you know where your towel is. Um, <laughs> shifty shifty eyes, yes. I heap rope because I'm an adventurer. And Teddy Teddy looks up at the, the books and says, this kind of seems like your bag. Well, let's try to let's try to craft like a little hook. We're gonna huck this rope up as high as we can. Okay. Uh, how are you making this hook? I'm thinking I'm going to take, like... I think I actually have a grappling hook. That, that seems like that a thing I would have. <laughs> Maybe. I'll... I think the adventurer's kit, if you have one, has one. No, I have no grappling hook. <laughs> I lied. Okay. I will have one the next time we go to town. You're like Tony Stark. Every adventure, you're just like, okay, this is what I fucked up on. I'm going to change Exactly. That. That's how you get better. I, I'm gonna be honest, Sazel. I was kind of just expecting you to do some like parkour shit and jump up and then like drop the rope down to us. Uh, okay, so remember the first platform does have a bit of a ramp that goes up to it for the first like three and a half inches. The rope is so is on the next one up. Oh, uh, so I guess can we just like climb up that then? Well, I am absolutely gonna parkour this then. And okay, I'll, just, I'll take my rope with me and then tie it on if I can later. Okay. Um, so yeah, you guys can roll me a dexterity check when going up this uh, little narrow path. 18. Oh yeah, you do the thing without issue. Teddy definitely... Natural 20 walks up. Just walks up. <laughs> oh, this isn't that bad. <laughs> just walks up. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> I did not with a 7. Neither did Cade with an 8. Oh, so like Salandra and, and Kate are kind of struggling a little bit to you know to to walk up this this narrow ramp, and it's you know it's not it's not hard to see why it's like a broken off leg from a kid's chair that's just sort of shoddily leaned up there. Uh, it takes you guys a little bit, but you you do finally get up there. I was gonna say once Teddy gets up to the top, he'll like turn around, sit down, and like throw the rope down and just hold it and like brace himself. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah, you guys, uh, you guys can see like just sort of the edge of a of this rope, this relatively large rope 
kind of at the top of the next stack of uh, stack of books. Also, that bouncy ball just over to the right uh, is wedged in between um, some books and and like a box on the other side. And like, there's a this. It's wedged enough that if you were to stand on it or to jump on it, it wouldn't move. Uh, and then there's like a jack-in-the-box thing on the other side as well, so. Okay, so question then. Is it like a hardball or is it like inflatable? Um, I mean, it's 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 rigid, but uh, it is, you know, like the exercise balls? That is it you like get? a ball pit ball? No, it's not. It's like an exercise ball, except smaller. Okay, I got you. Yeah, so it's got bounce to it. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay. It's not like a solid piece of rubber, though. No. Okay. Those things fucking hurt. Um, well, I think I'm gonna... I think I think this is the point where I try and uh, maybe find something to add an elevation to kick off of to get higher. Teddy will give you an alley-oop. I'm gonna make this look fancy, then. <laughs> Is it, uh, can we see any farther ahead? Do we know if there'll be more after we get on top of the rope? Um, you guys are pretty close to, uh, like, on you're on the first level. So seeing higher up is a is pretty tough at this point. So you're you would be you would be having a bit of uh, trouble seeing more from the current vantage that you're at. Okay. Oh 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 oh. Um, uh, Silo will do that thing, Dieter. Uh, I want to cast, I want to cast light, but I want to make it a purple hue again. Okay. Just, just, just enough so that it's not, like, attracting attention, but that it's, like, it's enough that my friends can see, hey, this is what's around us, and hi, I'm over here. Okay. Also dark vision. <laughs> I mean, for those of us without it, which is, which isn't me, I actually, I, 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 I can see in the dark really well. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, for, for, for someone that has that problem. I think Solandra's the only person that doesn't have dark vision. Yep. You don't have dark vision? Ganassi don't have dark vision? What the fuck's that? Nope. I don't know. Don't know why. That's ridiculous. You swim in, like, deep dark oceans. We have phosphorescent, like, fish and algae and stuff like that. Do you have any on you? I mean, also, well, they wouldn't be able to survive. I don't, you're myth, like, you do water try stuff. It. I don't know. I don't know if you have, like, a, like, basically, like, a bag of holding that's just an aquarium. Entirely. I mean, I would almost a think a tank of holding. Yeah, a tank. Oh man, I would almost That's think great. that if Salandra was an elemental, that she could just like culture, like have algae cultures living inside of her. <laughs> well, she does now. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 just so I'm getting this right, so there's a there is a rope just above us. It's a thick rope, so. If you were to stand beside it right now, it would be like three quarters of a, quarters of an inch thick. Awesome. Okay, so it's like yeah, it's it's a, it's 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 big rope. Okay, it's like a tree yeah. trunk. Like a Sizel, tree trunk. Sizel just looks at Teddy. Let's. Uh, are you ready to put those uh, muscles of yours to proper use? Yep. I just step back and then I'm going to uh, I'm going to full on run at Teddy. Okay. I'm gonna toss him like Patrick Swayze and Dirty Dancing. I, right. I, I, I absolutely want to do a flip. Okay, so you are going to do an acrobatics, and te- Teddy is going to do an athletics. Uh, Kid is also going to inspire. Oh, okay. And this is going for Sizel. You're doing great. You've made so many passes. Please make one more save. And, uh, please make one more and save all our asses. Outstanding. Um, and Teddy is just gonna, as as this happens, is just gonna do 
I've had the time of my life. And cast Featherfall on Sizel just to make sure that nobody gets hurt. Um, How far up does he have to go? So... Oh, um, about three and a half inches. And so, I, like, I need to roll a strength. You need to roll, yeah, I would say roll athletics. After inspiration, total of 18. <laughs> 27. Yeah, you you guys definitely definitely complete your task. And Sizel is, uh, is up there, and he is, he, he could, if he wanted to, he could just put an arm straight out and be leaning on this rope. It is real thick. I want to, like, I want to, like, try to tie my regular-sized rope, maybe, like, throw it around, and then tie it off, so that I can have the rest dangle down to the party. Okay, sure. Roll me a wisdom check. Fourteen. Uh, so yeah, I would say that you guys, that you managed to tie off the, the rope, uh, well enough to dangle it down to the rest of them, uh, and they can climb up. Anyone who is climbing up the rope, give me a strength check. I'll let everybody else go first. I've got 11. Okay. So we're rolling strength? Yeah. 12. All right. So yeah, you guys, you guys get, oh god. Uh, you guys, you guys take a little while. You guys take a little while to get up there, and Teddy just kind of gets fed up and just starts like I, I, I running idea. up beside you. I have an idea for it. No, Teddy. Teddy gets fed up and goes to the other side where there isn't a rope. And you know how lumberjacks climb trees where they like wrap the rope around it and just like scoot up. Yeah, starts doing that. <laughs> <laughs> just like scooting up the spine of a book, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Or the rope, right? It's like a tree trunk. Oh yeah, yeah. scooting up yeah. it like <laughs> passes Salandra and Kate. All right, come on now. Scoot, scoot, scoot. <laughs> yeah, so you guys, uh, as you get up there, you guys see that this rope actually sort of extends beyond... It actually kind of is draped along a platform uh, that goes towards the north of the of the room it kind of like dips down and goes over a bit of a a bit of a chasm and onto another platform sort of into the back of the room the rope the rope does yes so it, it kind of builds uh, a bit of a, a bit of a bridge would you say it's a rope bridge it definitely is a rope bridge Wunderbar. all right then I'm gonna maintain my uh, my lead as I'm gonna traverse the rope bridge to ensure that it can actually hold us up, and that I'm most likely to be able to flip off this in the case that it can't. Then you still have feather fall on you. Aw, uh, yeah, right. I'm light. I'm light as a feather. Uh, so yeah, I would say give me a give me a dexterity check going across this. And there she is. That's a one. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome back to Chef's Night and our 17th episode. To start things off, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Libris Arcana. For all your dice needs, offering monthly subscriptions and more, including a sweet option to help donate to school D&D clubs in Canada. You should definitely check them out. As is customary, we want to shout out to our cast because they're so amazing. Definitely thanks to Jordan and Phil for coming out and being our two extra cast members for this season. To Andrew from the Basement Guild and Steve from Classes Characters, those two gents have shows and streams that we always provide in the show notes. Also, we can't forget Jesse of DMs of Vancouver and Kayla with us here at DMs Test Kitchen, who have the recurring roles in our recaps. Kayla is also involved in the scoring of the podcast and our lovely cover art. We want to send a shout out to our friend Josie, who provides the intro music. And if you love the soundtrack that we've created for the show, keep an eye out for our Patreon. It's definitely going to be one of the rewards for helping us along over there. 
Remember to hit up our socials if you want to keep up to date with us. We're primarily active on Twitter, but we definitely love to interact on Facebook and Instagram, as well as dmstestkitchen.com. Speaking of dmstestkitchen.com, you can request shoutouts or help us by clicking on the donate button over there. That said, the best way to help us is by telling people about us. Tell your friends or family if you think that this shows the jam. Lastly, if you have the time, please take a second to rate us on iTunes. It really helps us get seen over there. Just a heads up, we're not going to have an episode releasing on the 29th since we're going to be at DragonCon out in Atlanta. Other than that, we'll let you get back to the episode, and our next episode is going to be on August 15th, so enjoy the show. There's our... <laughs> there's our failure. So I would say as you... Um, oh, and Feather Falls an instantaneous duration. <laughs> oh god, I'm sorry! I gave you false confidence! <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, I would say as you're kind of thinking that you, you've you got this uh, this bridge crossing, you get to about the center, and you you kind of catch your, your foot on one of the strands of, like, the, the rope that's woven together, and you head, fall face first towards this, this chasm. What do you do? One of those. <clears throat> oh, uh, 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 oh, oh no, um, I... I want to try to grab like the bottom rope as I'm as, as I'm as I'm going over. Yeah, absolutely. I would say roll me roll me another dex check to to kind of yeah, okay. So, with your with your 14 as you're as you're kind of falling down, uh, you manage to kind of scramble your arms out and grab a bit of the rope on the underneath, so on the underside of this rope bridge. Um and like it's swaying just a little bit, but Sway, sway in there midair, just going. Well, I uh, there's a uh, there's a, there's a, I think there's a knot in the middle. So uh, be careful on your way across. Okay, that, thank you. That's helpful. Thank you. I'm not saying I lost my balance, but I uh, yeah, just just keep an eye out. It's okay. No judgment. <clears throat> All right. Does anyone else try and cross while he's there? Salandra <laughs> will go. Okay. Uh, so yeah, roll me a quick dex check. Solid ten. Yeah, uh, so I would say that you're you managed to get across. Um, you know, you you sort of like falter a little bit uh, because it's kind of swaying with sizzle on the bottom, but you make it across just fine. Cool. Oh, I don't uh, see what the problem watch, was. Watch my hands, please. Oh, you're still down there. Oh, sorry. Yes, I'm just enjoying the view. Can can we drop a rope? Oh, I'll just use my water whip and pull him up. Okay. Yeah. I will. I will allow that without without a check this time. Thank, thank you, my lady. Thank you for using my proper title. Uh, all right, Cade and Teddy. Yeah, Cade's a little shook seeing Sizel drop, but he's gonna inch forward off that onto that rope. Is it a Dex save or Dex check? Uh, I'd say Dex check, but either or is good. Slow and steady, I think, is his approach with a twenty-one. <laughs> oh yeah, you uh, <laughs> you managed to get across without any without any issues. Your your slow and steady works quite well for you. And Teddy. Yeah, Teddy rolls an 18. Yeah, he, he lets uh, Cade go across first, thinking one at a time is the way to go here, and then follows after him. But he, like, has both of his arms out, like like a tightrope walker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just kind of, like, hup, 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 like, runs across. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so as you guys kind of get across the rope, sort of ends and it's kind of anchored under a couple of uh like a couple of pieces of trash uh, good enough that you know even if uh even if you guys were kind of jumping on this thing 
you realize that it probably wouldn't come out with uh, people your size on it. But kind of looking to the east, you see that there is a uh, a tipped over bunch of books uh, that are kind of um, spanning a bit of uh, another kind of another chasm area. Uh, in the bottom of the chasm is what looks to be uh, a bunch of like broken wood and cast aside uh, like nails and stuff from like an old project that might have been happening in this room at one point. But the books are kind of set up in a bit of a weird T-shape, almost like a bridge to go over this area. But the one book that is almost acting as if as a ramp is, I'd say, Teddy, it comes up to like the height of the the book comes up to about your um, about your collarbone height. And there is something underneath that is making this book a little um, a little shaky. Uh, so either you can attempt to climb up onto this book, or you can lift the book up and remove what's under it, kind of thing. Um, can I see what's under it before we attempt to move anything? Yeah, absolutely. So I see it. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty it's pretty obvious that there's kind of like. It's a single pen um, that's, like, propping up this book. And it is the size of all of you guys, almost. It's like, it's like a novelty pen? No, it is. It looks like it's actually a... It's like a fountain pen. Oh, okay. Makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at Cade and say, this kind of seems like your specialty. Moving giant things? No, you're right. That's mine. I meant pens. And Teddy goes to move it. <laughs> okay. Um, so are you looking to just to move the pen or to move the book? Move the pen. Okay. Uh, so the pen is underneath the book. Um, roll me a strength check. Eleven. Okay, so you don't do a very good job at... Teddy always skips like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't really budge. Just because, and you can see that the pen is is wedged in such a way that it is almost digging into the book, mm-hmm. um, and it's stuck in like a little crevice uh, in the wooden floor that you guys are kind of on, or that's a wooden table that you guys are kind of on right now. Can Kate see anything nearby that you could use to prop up a different side of the book to kind of um, strengthen the support? Um, yeah, I'd say there are probably some other uh, some other things. In uh, in and around, just like small pieces, small pieces of wood, and like little kids' blocks that are on the table that you guys could probably move around. What's the stat for the paints again? <laughs> oh, uh, it's a it's a wisdom. I tried to draw Jack. I don't think it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a ten. Uh, yeah. So you like. You end up drawing this sort of like shoddy looking wooden wooden jack uh, and it it sort of matches the height of the pen but it doesn't really like push the book up any farther. Damn it. <laughs> Teddy just kind of pushes it in a different direction so hopes that nobody saw that. <laughs> okay. Um Kate's going to try and, and collect as many of the the debris as he can to try and, and support the book in other means from the pen. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you see that there's probably about four of those alphabet-like book uh, blocks kicking around. And those 
those should probably be tall enough to, if you stack them right, to kind of support that book. Uh, roll me two strength checks. Can Sizel uh, wants to kind of help out, help 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 Cade lift these things around? Yeah, absolutely. So what we'll do is we can kind of uh, we'll do it as like the help action, so Cade can roll with advantage uh, on both of them. Yep. Okay, good. Because the first one was an eleven and a one. <laughs> okay. And the second is a seven. So you had an eleven and a one, and a seven and a what? Uh, seven and a three. So uh, totals with advantage are eleven for the first check and seven for the second check. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you you guys manage to to get them over there. It takes you guys a little while because they're they're pretty heavy. They're solid wood blocks. Now, Cade, as you're as you're as you guys are putting these things down, roll me a dexterity saving throw. Seventeen. Okay, cool. So as you guys are sort of like putting the blocks up, you notice that the pen sort of dislodges from from this book, and uh, you manage to like duck your head just in time as the the book kind of comes down and rests on those uh, on those blocks and is relatively sturdy there. And the pen has kind of fallen to the ground. Teddy gets out. Teddy was inside the pen. Yep. <laughs> no, I just get back up to where everybody else was because I was underneath the book. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Did, right. did that work? Yeah. Yeah, it worked. Yep. Good job, everybody. Hey. You first. Mm-hmm. Um, Cade, roll me a intelligence check. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Um, you you sort of hear this like you kind of get this feeling, this scratching in the back of your head, and the more that you like look at this pen that's sort of fallen on the on the table there beside you the more you are kind of itching to grab it there's something about it um hey teddy Uh uh-huh you know that eye yeah that pen is giving me a weird feeling you want to touch the eye to the pen see if we learn anything i touch the pen uh roll me a roll me wisdom is this to resist or to see uh, actually, it depends what you want to do. I do not want to resist. I would like to see. You don't want to resist? No. Okay. Uh, if you just want to see, then you don't have to roll. Yeah. Um, just want to see. You, you touch the, you touch the pen, and the memories that sort of like flood into your mind are memories of this this writer and this poet who have you who's used this pen for basically from the time that he was a, a young teenager until the time that he had died. It had been used. And loved for a very long time, uh, but nothing like too, um, nothing too sexual, nothing too well, yeah, nothing too sexual, <laughs> nothing too crazy. Uh, but as you touch it, uh, the pen shrinks into a size that you could hold in your hand. We all, uh, nobody wants that. It's mine. I feel like it's supposed to be, and I'm just going to pass it to him. I grab a hold of it. Cool. Uh, and as you grab onto it, uh, you hear this voice. And it's kind of this gruff voice, and it's like, ah, a historian, a wordsmith, and a poet, a bard. Come on now, together we can show these fools that writing isn't hard. Always keep me in hand and never in the shirt, because the pen to piper is the best way to flirt. With the world, with the universe, and even with magic. You, my boy, you've got it. And if I'm wrong, it would be so incredibly tragic. So put the pen to paper. Let's learn, let's grow, let's stroll, and for the love of God, let me get out of this fucking hellhole! <laughs> and he says, oh, oh, by the way, um, I, sorry, I didn't mean to yell at you. Uh, thank you for picking me up. 
Uh, you're you're welcome. Uh, what what is your name, boy? Uh, most people call me Cade. This is ah, very very good name. My name is uh, Pendergast Mightier. Um, I've been in this uh pen, I guess, for quite some time. I used it for quite a while when I was still alive. I would quite like to uh, you know, write some adventures with you. Would you have me along? Uh, sure. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, sure. Perfect. Great. Um, and he, and you, you kind of get a sense that somehow he's kind of probing the area, and he says, "Oh, are these, uh, are these folks that you have here with you? Are they your squires? Are they your pupils? They're more like my sources of inspiration." Ah, perfect. Then I shall, I shall watch as you write, and if you would have it, uh, I will help out when I can. Help is al- always helpful. Cade's just so flabbergasted that he's lost his ability to think well. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> the rest of us are just watching Cade mumble to a pen. Oh no, you heard every word that this pen said. Oh. He was loud and obnoxious. <laughs> Fuck every duck. <laughs> we are not his squires. No, no, we don't have time for this. We're in some witch's crawl space. We'll talk about it later. Um, <laughs> I had a hard enough time accepting ever being Sir Meep's squires, let alone your squire, Cade. Where? No, I'd rather be Cade's squire than Meep's. Where the fuck are we going? Up, on the book. Teddy climbs on the book and he says that as he climbs on the book. <laughs> Sizel like bows toward like does does like that like charming bow and then just turns around and follows suit after Teddy. Scramble, scramble, scramble. So pen in hand because he's he's taking instruction quite seriously here. He's not putting it in his pockets or anything. Uh, he's gonna try and <laughs> climb up the ramp. Okay, roll a yeah. You know what? Yeah, roll a roll a dex check. Just because you're you're letting one one hand kind of yeah eleven. Yeah, I'd say I'd say after like a bit of a bit of kind of finagling and figuring out how to like make sure you don't get the pen in the pocket, uh, have to put the pen in the pocket. You manage to get up, but yeah. As you slam the pen into the edge of the book, it screams out, "Dear God, boy, it's a metaphor. I thought you were a poet." (laughs) (laughs) I like looked. I like looked down over the uh, over the edge at him. You know, you could just, like, tuck that up your sleeve while you're climbing. I'm not the pen. It's just the first thing that popped into my mind. I'm keeping it, and I appreciate it. (laughs) I like that. Uh, well, uh, okay, um, well, we're also trying to maybe be a little quiet here, too. Is is that something that you can do? Uh, oh, yes, yes, absolutely. I can, I can shut my mouth like the best of them. That's, that's good to know. I wouldn't want our story cut short. Yeah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, I will, I will be quiet now. And (laughs) you can, like, you can just sort of hear, like, a low grumble. Like, he's just not happy that he has to be quiet, but he's like, okay, I think I get it. The indignity of it. (laughs) After how many millennia of being stuck in a pen without being, having someone to stop to talk to, as a wordsmith, that definitely feels like a hellhole. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna use the pen and tie it uh, as a clasp for my my cape, my uh, my cloak. Okay, cool. It's like a medieval pocket protector. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Cade, so you were aware, if you are ever in 
a battle encounter with this pen, you have two charges that you can use for long rest. You can use two charges to give 1d4 people inspiration when you use inspiration. Or you can use one charge to increase the size of the dice of inspiration that you're using if you use the charge. Okay, so uh, just a couple clarifying questions, making sure I understand. When uh, it has two charges, when I uh, am in combat, so not combat with the pen, but carrying it with me in combat, correct? Yes. Good. I can use two two charges to increase, uh, so uh, roll with d4 and that many people get the inspiration rather than a single target? Correct, yep. Or one charge to increase the dive, uh, I guess just from like a d6 to a d8, a d8 to a d10? Yeah. Got it, okay. And if it, I don't remember like where Bards max out for inspiration, but if it was like... I think it's a d12. Yeah, so if it's a d12, then you would add a d6 at max level instead of a d20. Okay, so they would roll both a d12 and a d6? Yeah. Got it, okay. I really thought one of the abilities was going to be that you hold it up and he literally tells a story so boring that they fall asleep and you're going to have like a charge of sleep spell. <laughs> that would be great. I mean, I'm using that in my home game. That that would be amazing, uh, actually. Later, later levels. Later levels. Later levels. <laughs> yep. And uh, that was a total of two charges. Two and charges. Yep. How do they? Uh, is it just two charges, or do they regenerate? That's they regenerate on a long rest. <laughs> Perfect. I think I got all I need. Thank you. Cool. All of these abilities are under the heading. The pen is mightier. Yep. Pendergast <laughs> Mightier. <laughs> you got the last name. <laughs> now just just don't don't just don't misnom that. Uh, later if you can just send me the name so I get that right. Yes. Amazeballs. Pen pen I believe it was Pendergast is Mightier. <laughs> I think so. But uh, okay, I think I'm ready to move on. Thanks guys for pausing there. Of course. Amazing. <laughs> Alright, um, we walk across the book. Okay. Uh, yeah. So at the uh, on the other side of the on the other side of the book, you guys kind of come across a bit of a a bit of like a lounge. It, it's almost like a couch. Um, it's like a bit of a chase. And from there, the end of the the end of the chase is kind of uh, stacked with a bunch of a bunch of like pieces of of wall siding. Uh, there's a bunch of like nails kind of poking out of it. And somebody roll a perception check for me. Uh, we'll take Teddy's. <laughs> 23. Uh, and Teddy, from what you thought you saw, you think you may have seen a couple of relatively large spiders kind of skittering through the, the rusty nails and whatnot. But what you can see is this siding and whatnot is heading directly to that final door that you guys are uh, that you guys are wanting to get out of. The door that we are moving to. The more door that you are moving to in the northwest, northeast corner. Got it. Uh, yeah. Teddy just says, spiders. And pulls out hammer. And just kind of starts moving towards the door. Well, let's just mosey on out of here and get back to regular size. How's that sound, everybody? The sooner would be better. Keep eye on where Teddy saw spiders, but try to direct traffic to door. <laughs> All right. Um... So I will get you guys to... Okay, so this is how we're going to do this. We're going to need to do a little bit of a skill challenge. Um, 
So the the first, as you guys are kind of standing at the bottom of this ramp of siding and nails, it is split up into kind of like four uh, four stepping sections, and there are kind of nails and nails and staples and and sort of like chunks of of wood sticking up here or there. You kind of you can hear there's kind of skittering underneath, but you're not a hundred percent sure what that is. But as you guys take uh, like your first step onto it, you hear kind of like a loud creaking noise. So I'm going to need you guys to roll stealth for the first of the checks. Eleven. Twenty-four. I also have eleven. Okay. Um, so Sizel and Salandra, you guys managed to make it relatively quietly to the through like the first section and without much issue like you don't really nick yourself on any of the of any of like the nails or or anything that are kind of coming through uh but uh Cade and Teddy uh you guys are a little heavy footed uh as you make your first steps onto this area and there is a large creaking sound as you both kind of step on and from underneath one of the areas where you step, there's a bit of a crack. Spiderwebs kind of shoot up. So roll me a strength check. Ten. Ooh, fourteen. All right. Uh, so, Cade, you managed to um, kind of bat away the, the spiderwebs and, and get up closer with Sizel and Salandra. Uh, Teddy, for whatever reason, they kind of catch you a little off guard, and your hand is is kind of hit and is actually pushed into one of these nails. Uh, and you uh, you get a scratch on kind of like the back of your hand, up your wrist a little well, bit. Well, Teddy's got tetanus now, everybody. <laughs> Teddy's got super tetanus. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Super tetanus is super fucked up. Um, you take uh, 1d8 damage. Oof. Teddy right. gets like a fifth of a stigmata. <laughs> fifth? Oh, God. <laughs> I, I realized that you said stigmata, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you manage to, um, you after you kind of take that hit, uh, you sort of manage to make your way to the rest of them. Now, roll me a, uh, a quick uh, strength check, all of you guys, or athletics, whichever is your higher one. Twelve. 21. Sizel is just like, nope, I don't care about spiders. I'm not caring about spiders. Okay. Uh, And Cade? I've got a 13. 13. Okay. Oh, sorry, 16. 16. Oh, 16. Okay. So uh, the the two new guys um, managed to get themselves up onto the next uh, into the next section easily, uh, whereas Salandra and Teddy, they kind of make a bit of a racket uh, as they're, as they kind of climb up that next section. I will need you guys to roll one more, another stealth check for me. 29. Unnatural 20. I got a natural 1. Oh. 11. Okay. I probably call out like, you guys had that that uh, obstacle course, you should have practiced more. <laughs> <laughs> Which is perfect. So, Sizel and Teddy, you guys kind of managed to make your way through, but you guys, uh, Salandra and Teddy, had already kind of been making a little bit of noise with their, with getting over to this next section and kind of hopping up to 
the next bit. Uh, and as you guys are kind of heading through, uh, Cade, you as you start, as you say that, yeah, you guys should probably use that uh, obstacle course a little more. Your foot chunks through the floor, and you can feel uh, these sort of like hairy feelers, sort of grasping at your at your leg. Uh, Salandra, you you see this, and are you gonna help? I see his foot go through. Yeah. Yeah, I'll pull him up. Okay. Uh, so roll a strength check. Nope. Ooh. Okay. Teddy will um, go back and help as soon as he hears that. <laughs> Okay. Uh, how how far is the door that we're heading to? Uh, it, you got another like. I'd say you guys you guys have another <clears throat> ten inches. Oh yeah. yeah. Back to normal. Twenty five. Teddy just winks you out, and throws you where you need to be. Uh, so Teddy, as you're doing that, you notice that there are like some. There's one like leg that kind of comes out after him, and then like slim, slinks back in. Noise. Uh, so yes, you guys have another two sections left, and they're probably about ten-inch sections each. <clears throat> Teddy just looks at everybody else. Uh, I'm gonna put forward what may be an unpleasant plan. And he looks back at the, the hole that had the leg come out of it. Let's just fucking run. Yep, I agree. Just full-on sprint, like... I, here, we can even, like, tie a rope around each other like climbers, which probably should have done that earlier, but, like, I say we just run for it, because as soon as we're through the door, we drink the potions and we're back to normal. We don't have to deal with this. We're gonna step on these spiders and be done with it. The minute you've said run, Sizel is off like a gun. Oh, shit. I guess we're running now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, roll yeah, me... Kids. Everybody roll me two dexterity checks. Natural 20. Six and a natural one! <laughs> And a 17. I got an 11 and natural 20. Alright, so you guys... Not natural 20 and 16. Teddy's super fucked up. That's the short version of my checks. Ooh, okay. Uh, And then, Cade, what did you get? Uh, I got... Where am I? 11 first and a natural 20 on the second one. Okay. So, okay. So you kind of, like, you stumble a bit as you're you're running through in that first section. Um, Kind of taking a... you take a nail uh, into the side, and uh, Teddy, you you actually take you kind of bump into a piece of wood that is you bump into a piece of wood that's kind of standing on the side as you as you and uh, Kate are kind of running through um, and lose your footing a bit, but still manage to take get to the next area. Mm-hmm. But Cade, you make it through. Teddy, I need you. Uh, I roll the natural one in there. That second one is a I, nat yes. one. Give me a... Sorry, give me a d6 roll. That was uh Yes, it's a one! Oh, oh god, okay. So, here's here's what happens. Um, as you kind of fall, you actually... The nail catches you just under the lip. And as you're running, uh, because of your momentum, it actually tears through your lip and up into your face and it pierces your eye. Um, You now have... Well, I mean, your face is wide open at this point. Um, And your eye is super fucked up. Left or right? Left or right? Roll a d2. Okay. Two. Yeah, you you are blind in your right eye. I mean, your your right eye doesn't exist at this point. Let's be honest. Outstanding. 
Um, outstanding. Now, now I want to point uh, out that Steve's reaction. Steve's reaction is outstanding. <laughs> wonderful. Exactly according to plan. Teddy's reaction um, is to scream loudly. Really loud. I'm not going to do it because it's like 1245. But he, yeah, he does it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Sounds like a, a wounded coyote. So along with that, I'm going to get you to roll a d12. Oh, no. Six. Okay. So you are going to take that as damage. And I'll run over and heal him. And I'm also going to get you guys to roll initiative. Ah, oh, oh, yeah. Because Teddy just screamed. <laughs> yeah, he did. It's a one. That seems very appropriate. Because I, no, I don't feel like any amount of magical healing is going to give me my eye just back. And he's got to kind of deal with that first. <laughs> uh, yeah, so three for Teddy's initiative. Sizel is 16. How many of them? At this point, there, there are just two that you see kind of coming up from the bottom of the of where you guys just were. So they are they are well enough away. Oh, by the way, um, when Salandra heals Teddy, how much are we talking here? I just, I'm going to assume that my face is no longer, like, open. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would expect probably not. Uh, what is the... So D4 plus 6. You get 10 hit nice. points back. <clears throat> Maximum. So we, we are in initiative... Um, and as you guys kind of, uh, as you pick up Teddy, uh, you see kind of a, a couple of the bugs kind of at the bottom of the, where you guys started, kind of at the, at the bottom of this area, the chase, uh, and they are able to move a full section towards you in their turn. The door is, uh, a full section away from you guys, or I guess not really a full section away, you guys have completed that last section. Uh, so the door is right about, uh, I guess about... 10 inches away from where you guys are and the bugs are uh, about 20 inches away from you guys. Well, the arachnophobe in me wants to peace out. Alright. Kate is a follower, not a leader, so he's gonna wait for someone to make a decision. Sizel's just gonna yell, just, just run! And, he, and he's gonna lead the way. He's gonna start right. running hard. Okay, so if you guys are all deciding to run, then I'm gonna give that to you because in your turns you will have far more enough time to kind of get through that door. And as you guys kind of like slam through that door, you come into a large bedroom. It looks as though you guys have kind of climbed up a floor, and you're coming in through the baseboard of somebody's bedroom. And roll roll perception for me. Anybody? <clears throat> Natural 20. So, Salandra, as you, as you kind of look around, this room looks really, really dusty. Like, it hasn't been used in a really long time. But it's definitely a larger room. It is a regular-sized room. Uh, it is not, like, the short crawl space area that you guys were just in. And looking around the walls, you see, like, scribbled pictures of a, um, of, like, these two kids kind of holding hands. Uh, one of them is a dark-skinned elf, uh, so what looks to be a young drow. And the other picture is almost the, what looks to be a, a young girl with dark skin, uh, half Half of her body is kind of dark-skinned, half of her body is light-skinned. Um, and it is, like, kind of crude child drawings. And there's all of these kind of pictures all over the place. I'll elbow Teddy and point to the picture of the half-breed girl. I think that's the oracle. Uh, yep, that looks like it. And Teddy just pops the cork off the bottle, the vial, and drains it. And curls up in the fetal position. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the same. I'll drink the potion. Um, so yeah, as you guys kind of 
grow into your into your original sizes, you start to notice that yeah, this is this is what looks like to be a a, a child's room. Um, there are kind of dolls in places. You have actually kind of like grown back into your forms, and right beside you there is a desk with a crude kind of like a a piece of lead that was used as a uh, as a pencil. And an open diary. I'll read it. While he does that, I'm going to fashion an eye patch. Okay. I thought you were going to put the event in your face. Sizel's going to start uh, drinking drinking his potion to grow up to size as well. And maybe find a door or something to keep watch at. Uh, yeah, so you guys kind of came in on the uh, the west side of the room. Uh, there is a door on the uh, southeast side of this room. And yeah, Salandra, as you kind of start flipping through the, the pages... You notice uh, a bit of a trend uh, as they've been as they kind of go on. One of the the first passage seemed relatively happy, and it was you know mom and mom and dad took uh, took Icarus and I to to the town to one of the towns bound below. We got candy, and uh, I got a doll, and I named her Molly, and I, I'm really happy that they got it for as us. As soon as I read the the little bit about Icarus, I close the book and put it in my bag. Okay. And I turn to the rest of the group. So and I look down at Teddy, who's curled up. I can fix that for you if you want me to. Can you just like regrow an eye? Because I think that's what would need doing. Sure, over time. Yeah. Over yes, time. Over time. But like right now, it's probably any like snaps on his makeshift eye patch. This is probably my best bet. I mean, I can ease your pain. Yeah, that'd be. I think. Well, Teddy like realizes he's regular size and drains a flask. Ah, <sighs> that'll that's work way better. All right, gotta get used to this. But take two. Call me in the morning. But I'm Chink, eh. and he drinks another one. Who has the eye right now? Teddy. Teddy. Okay. That's why I was really afraid he was just gonna slap it in there. Not <laughs> yet. As you kind of look around, you kind of re- you recognize that, and obviously from the from the passage, you recognize that this is uh, this is or as a, was at one point Baku's room. Hmm. hmm. It's interesting that we're here. Did she tell us that she was related to these things? No, not that I know of. Yeah, me neither. That could have been nice to know this was like a, a, a kind of a personal mission, you know, like high stakes, like could have been nice, but whatever. It's all good. Um, Do you think she'll want anything? Like we should take something back with well, us? I don't think like if everything goes according to plan, we're going to necessarily burn the place down, right? I mean, it should be here. I mean, not anymore. Mayhaps it might be a little rude to dig into her own past as well, if it's unwanted. Well, why don't we just come on back after we do the thing? Do you guys have any idea why she wouldn't tell us? Well, it would probably raise more questions, to be honest. And if you tell us, it's like, hey, go to the place where I was born and help these weird kids. I mean, I don't know, I'd be a little apprehensive. And my hag moms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, I'll tell you what. Uh, then why don't we just quietly step on out here? I realize now we probably should not be talking at full volume. <laughs> stage, stage whispering. Sizel is absolutely like just peeking out the door to just see if anything or anyone comes. At this point, especially. You don't. You don't see a whole lot. Uh, you do hear like some ticking noise coming from down the hallway. Uh, so the hallway actually dead ends directly to the right of the door, but it goes down a ways, uh, probably about twenty feet, 
There's two, there's three more doors, uh, one on the same side as you were on, and then two more doors on the opposite side of the hallway before the hallway ends and hangs a left. Looks like we're only going one way out of this room. What do you see? Dead end of the right, long hallway to the left. Seems to go on for a bit, but I don't know. It's too quiet. While they're doing this, I'm going to take that picture of Baku as a little girl, a little drawing, and I'll fold it up, put it in my bag. Okay. What would you guys want to do? If we're all done here, I would presume we should head, we should head onwards and find our target. Yeah. Um, Teddy looks to the left, looks to the right, and... Well, uh... Should you really be looking at... Yeah, I should not. No, probably not. And Teddy steps back into the room. As you guys are kind of discussing among yourselves, Sizzle, you kind of crane your head back to, to kind of say, ask them what they want to do. And as you put your head back down the hallway, you see three children all sort of covered in a black ooze, kind of giving off this mist with white eyes. And in, in chorus... All of them say, Why are you in Big Sister's room? The mothers won't be happy.